Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi, friend. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode. I get to interview one of my dear friends, Kelly Brock. I know that if you follow me on Instagram, you probably follow her too because I've shared about her many times. Not only is she a friend of mine, a friend for going on a decade now, but we have worked together not only in her previous business, but she has been part of my mastermind and we have all these ideas in the future of ways that we can collaborate too. She honestly, truly is somebody that I look up to career-wise as a business owner, but also as a wife and a mom as well. She's one of my favorite people, and I'm just so excited that we finally got to sit down today and record. I wanted to have her on here today because Kelly has been an entrepreneur for 10 plus years and has absolutely slayed it in her business. And she has so much coming up for 2020 that I'm really excited for you guys to hear about. But Kelly went through a period of life that was more dark than it was light. She went through a period of postpartum depression and found out that she was suffering from anxiety. And what's so interesting about this story is she considered herself somebody who was who didn't suffer from anxiety. She didn't, she never saw the signs and symptoms of what she was going through in real life as anxiety until she was diagnosed with it. And what I love so much about Kelly's story is not only did she take the diagnosis of postpartum seriously, but she didn't stop there. She didn't just take what was literally prescribed to her to quote fix the problem but she took matters in her own hands. She took responsibility for her own lifestyle and career choices, and she actually did something about it. And not only that, but she very vulnerably shared it with her audience and not only her inner circle, but everybody that she could because she knew that it would be helpful. So this was a very, it was a period of time that was scary for her, like I said, more dark than anything else and probably a situation that a lot of people would try and keep under wraps and instead she shed light on it and she shared and she helped so many people and she didn't stop there. Now she's doing something even further. She has figured out how to find more of a healthy balance in her own life and she's helping other high achieving women do the same. So I'm really excited for you to hear Kelly's story of how she got to where she is today, but how she navigated that difficult period of time and how she continues to navigate it and ways that you can navigate it as well. Cause I know that if you're listening to this, you have your own business or you want to, and chances are you have experienced some form of anxiety or burnout or you know somewhere in between, so I know that this will help you not only to be able to identify the symptoms of anxiety and burnout, but also how to navigate that and to take care of yourself in a better way, not just 
putting a band-aid on it, but actually taking care of you and then how to take your business to the next level as well while maintaining some form of balance, which some people argue that's not possible, but Kelly Brock is proof that it is and she's doing it in real time. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Oh, and by the way, just to give you a little bit of background on Kelly, she is a wife and a mama of two. And like I said, she has been an entrepreneur and leader for a decade in the network marketing space. And now she is branching off and doing her own thing, which you are about to hear all about here in just a few minutes. If you want to find Kelly, her Instagram handle is at Kelly Brock. That's B as in boy, R-O-C-K. Um, and all the things that she shares at the end of this episode will be linked in the show notes. And then you can also find them on her Instagram as well. Enjoy. Okay. Kelly Brock, take two. Okay, I'm real life over here. We just got 10 minutes into recording this episode and my computer, my brand new computer just shut down. I thought we lost power and it was just my computer shut down. So that's fun. Uh, I'm so sorry, Kelly, but this is real life again. Um, so I'm just going to reiterate everything that I just said. Um, <laughs> please don't have it again. I'm like hot now. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time coming, so I'm happy to be here. I've wanted to have Kelly on this podcast for so long. We have known each other for almost 10 years now, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit. We've been friends. We've worked together briefly. She's been a mastermind. I feel like we're going to collaborate together with businesses for the rest of our lives. And I'm just, I'm so thankful to have you here. And what I was just saying in the first recording of this is that what I wanted to talk about on this episode specifically was this moment of time that you had that you totally, it could have, you let it define you in the best way. Like, do you agree in like a, something yeah. negative that you flipped and it's now become this amazing positive thing. And that was turning a low period in your life into really an opportunity to help other women. And you did that. And that, that wasn't clear to you at the time when you were in, by the way, Kelly is going to go deeper into what that was and what that looked like. And you didn't know at the time you would help other people, but instead of hiding it, which would have been the easy thing and which would have been totally understandably understandable why you would do that, you shared it and you shed light on it. And you said, Hey, this is what I'm going through. It's not pretty and it's not easy, but here we are. And you got so much support from it and it's just kind of taken a life of its own. So where let's get started with, because before all of this, like I said, you've been, or I don't know if I've said this, but you've been an entrepreneur for a decade. Mm -hmm. You've been extremely successful. So let's start there. Let's start with your background. How, how did you get started as an entrepreneur and take us through that before we get to when things started turning around in a, in a negative way? Yeah. So I was 23 and I was introduced to um, a network marketing business opportunity. I was in grad school at the time 
engaged, um, marrying my high school sweetheart, loving my life and um, needed some extra income. And I actually had already said no to this business opportunity before, but I was in a different season of life and kind of had grown new eyes and saw that people were succeeding in network marketing. And I decided like, I need extra income. This makes sense. I love people. I'm going to give it a go. So um, I was in grad school actually for public health. I was a group exercise instructor. I have my, my fitness, you know, certification and, and this was like a totally new life for me, but I felt like I had met myself. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the arena for me. It's my chance to not work hard to build someone else's dreams. It's on my time. It's at my own ambition. I loved it at that in network marketing, your oppor- the opportunity is always equal to your ambition. Mm-hmm. And that was exciting to me because I'm a hard worker. So I could work hard for someone else or I could work hard for me. And it became um, a decade of, of building a beautiful career where I've um, made an executive income. I brought my baby home in free cars from my company. I have been on a billboard in Times Square twice, represent yeah, my company and you know, have built this incredible life where I have been able to, you know, quote unquote, work from home with my family and have that flexibility. And it was really important to me. So I have loved being an entrepreneur. It has given me the chance to run and have creativity and have freedom all at the same time. I remember when I was introduced to Kelly, again, this was almost 10 years ago from um, one of our mutual friends, one of my best friends, Maria introduced me to you. And people ask me all the time, have I ever done direct sales? And I said, yes, for like five whole minutes. <laughs> it was the best five minutes together. It was the best five minutes. And Kelly Brock was the only person who could talk me into doing it. And I coach women in direct sales, right? I love the business. It just wasn't for me at the time. And yeah, I was very young. I was in college. I I had some, you know, I was like an infant basically compared to what I am now, but I I wanted to be like you. You were just, you were this boss. You had your life. This was before babies. Like you were married, you had your life together. You're making great money. And I was like, Oh yeah, I want that. I mean, 10 years ago you were a boss and and long story short, it didn't work out for me. I just wasn't in in this space and I had nothing to do with Kelly, bless her heart. Um, but <laughs> okay, I was just like, I love you, bye. <laughs> yeah, do what? I was just like, I love you, bye. Yeah, no, and you were so cool about it. I think she wanted me to, she was like, please leave. Um, but we connected over the years and just watching you grow has been incredible. And it, it was what, you know, part of what I've seen with you and your business and your journey inspired me because I wanted to help other women get on your level, right? Like I knew the social media piece. I had friends like you that other, that I knew other women aspired to be like, and that's really what motivated me to step into the business that I have now. So thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah. And um and what's really cool about what Kelly's done too is she's evolved her business. You know, she was gosh, you were like queen of parties and events yeah. and all things 
one-on-one and in-person and you evolved your business beautifully, which is huge, which I know is a huge part of your success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you were a big part of that. Cause I would say the first eight years of my business was knee to knee, toe to toe, like with people and not that that's not an incredible way. It is foundational and it has, I, I, I'm thankful for it. I still do it to this day, but man, there's a piece of the pie I saw you talking about was this online space where, guess what? We're all spending our time and energy anyway. And so I loved being a part of your mastermind because it literally launched my online business. I mean, I credit you for being the door open for me. You're awesome. And I'm honored for that. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in a bit because boy, am I excited for people to hear about what you have going on in 2020. Because I already know how you're just going to impact so many women. But let's talk about when things started to shift. So things were going good, right? Business was going great. Life was good. Talk to me about when things started to shift and you realized that a change needed to be made. What was going on? Yeah. So um, again, you guys, I have been a happy, high-achieving entrepreneur in the network marketing space for eight years up until this point. Um, I had my daughter four years ago and when she was born, I, I always say I felt like I met my other half. She is like my best little buddy. She is cute as can be. She's everything. Oh, she's everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I walked into motherhood seamlessly. I mean, I kept working, I kept driving, I kept winning. And when my son was born two years ago, I had a completely different experience. And I, the minute he was born, I experienced postpartum depression and I didn't know how to name it that for a while. I thought, you know, the first couple of months, I'm like, well, this is just life with two. Things are hard. You can't remember everything. Oh, it was winter. It was, you know, a lot of different things. But what I realized was postpartum depression had almost been like this mile marker experience in my life that had brought up a lot of bad habits that I had in my life that had already designed me to be what I've now titled myself, which is an anxious achiever. Mm -hmm. And so kind of what happened was I, I thought, oh gosh, I'm dealing with these baby blues and I'm just... I'm just going to truck through because that's who Kelly Brock is. Because guess what? I'm strong. I identified with a strong woman who handles her own, who never drops her business. You won't see me not succeed. So honestly, that's where I even started working with you because I thought, oh, I have to be home with my baby. I've got to learn how to work online. Like I, I was literally thinking, how am I going to achieve in this new season of life? Right. And I just kept driving through. Well, last February. So it had been about a year and a half of me just being like a pull up your bootstraps kind of girl. Um, we went to Disney. We took our daughter to Disney. We had the best week of our life. We came home and, um, I I remember being like, Josh, I think I got like bronchitis or something while we were on the trip. I thought something was wrong. I was like, I can't breathe. I was like, but it's super weird. It's only when I'm driving in the car or when I'm going to sleep at night, I have to sit up. I can't breathe. It's like when I'm sitting down to work, it's only when I'm still that I notice that I can't breathe. So we w- I went to a couple different doctors and they were like, do you think you have anxiety? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not anxious about anything. I thought anxiety was this like, like I thought it was a fear of like people and being out in public and you couldn't cope. I was very high achieving. I'm like, no, look at me. I'm my makeup's on. I came to work. I'm doing my job. I'm not anxious. 
Well, the more I started diving into it, um, I realized I, I was suffering from anxiety attacks. I wasn't able to breathe. I literally almost went off the road one day because I was trying to get myself to breathe in the car and I started losing my vision. Um, it had gone so bad and I went off the road and literally called my husband and was like, I'm not okay. And um, so from that moment, we had to have a real conversation. And the truth of the matter is, you guys, I am such a high achieving woman that I was not even talking to my husband about this Mm. because he was used to being married to a woman who does it all. Like I, I handle my own. I get the kids ready. I don't ask for help. I do all the things. I get the groceries. I blah, 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 blah. And so when I finally told him that I was dealing with anxiety and depression, I mean, I, I felt into his arms falling apart and he was like, what? Like he had no idea because I was that strong that I was trying to literally carry the weight all by myself for so long. So that then opened up a door of him being like, we've got to get you help. And um, I started going to doctors and um, they were all uh, three different doctors recommended antidepressants and, and anxiety medication. And being the woman that I am, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want a quick fix. Not that I'm against medication, but um, I've always been a really healthy person. And so I, I was like, I want to figure out and uproot what's going wrong. And no one was talking to me about that. No one was saying like, what's going on at home? How's your work life? Like what might be making you anxious? They were just like, here's the thing to suppress it. And I didn't want to suppress it. I wanted to fix it because I thought if my body is causing me to physically be like stopping in my tracks, then it's telling me, it's signaling to me to pay attention to it. And Ali, I don't know about you, but some of the symptoms I know I've shared with you before, but some of the symptoms that I was experiencing was extreme exhaustion, mm. like extreme exhaustion. Like all day long, I think, okay, I'll just get that done at the end of the night. And when it would be the end of the night, I was like, I couldn't think I couldn't function. My body felt heavy. I woke up every day with tension. I was yelling at my kids because I felt overwhelmed. I was not paying attention to my husband. I was um, not creative in my job. As you know, as an entrepreneur, creativity, you are the bread and butter. Right. And the mental fog was terrible. I was having gut issues, um, really just upset stomachs and bloating and all of these things. So when I sought out other solutions, I was able to find a actually a company that offers a holistic solution, which is targeting your gut, your brain, and the axis in between it. So they were holistic supplements that were actually helping you to produce new serotonin um, and clean up your gut. If you guys don't know, oh gosh, just Google gut health and you will find so much, but 95% of your feel good feelings, your serotonin, your dopamine comes from your stomach. And I was experiencing- what? Hold on just a second. 95. 95. Oh my God. <laughs> so, well, that so makes a whole lot of sense for this girl. <laughs> yes. So when, so what's crazy though, Allie, is I was going, wow, for 15 years, I've had gut issues. And when people asked me if I'd been anxious, I was like, no, I'm like the most mentally strong, positive person. Well, I was upstairs, but I was not in my gut. My gut was experiencing all of the stress of being a boss, babe, an entrepreneur, handling the things, designing the things, 
doing all the things. And I didn't know that's what I was experiencing, but I had been experiencing this anxious lifestyle all along. And so there were a lot of different things that I had to do and uproot in my life to start taking control of my mental health. Because again, I'm not against medication, but it almost felt like a private solution to a very public problem for me, which was the fact that I am a public image and my health affects my everything, my community, my team, my, my momming, my marriage. And so I had to find some new strategies to fix the entire problem, which was not just a one, one fit option. Okay. So let's back up really quickly because I want, we're going to dive into what exactly you did more of what you did to change your lifestyle. And this is another reason why I love you so much. And I know so many other people love you so much is because again, you shared it, you shed light on it. And something you said in the first recording of this was, and I want you to say this again in your words, what did you say? You said, instead of hiding from it and not speaking about it, you, you, what did you say? Share that. So, So when this was happening to me, again, my, my life was suffering because of it. But I just wasn't publicly suffering. People, I, I put my concealer on every day. I had my highlight-worthy pictures. Like you would have never known publicly, but my inner circle knew. Yeah. And I finally just decided to take my power back by naming it, by saying I'm going through this because you guys, for me, when it when I'm trying to hide something, it is intoxicating to me. And so I just was like, no, I'm going to say that I'm experiencing this thing. And the minute that I started talking about it, trying to find help, trying to get answers, all these things, oh my gosh, the women, the high achieving entrepreneurs, the leaders who I've been following came out of the woodworks into my DMs going, girl, me too. Like, I'm suffering too. I'm feeling that same way. I'm feeling mental fog. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like totally fatigued. You know, I can, can you tell me what you're doing too? And so I realized this was not just a personal problem. This was like an epidemic with these women who, again, surface level, you go, she's got the whole thing all together. She's my boss goals, you know, mom boss goals, whatever it is. And they, they were needing all the things I was trying to figure out on my journey. I remember when you started talking about it, I was shocked because like you said, I mean, prior to this, everybody, I mean, everybody was still, everybody still looks up to you, but you just, you were like the epitome of boss period. That's just what you were. And then you were sharing this and it was like a shock moment, but also it was so human and relatable. And I remember just like looking at one of your posts and being like, God, thank God for you sharing this because well, what I hate to see and if people aren't going through, everybody's going through something, right? But what hurts other women is when they look up to somebody that doesn't share anything that they're going through Mm -hmm. and they think that the outside veneer of what they decide to show is how it is all the time. And then for the mom who is going through postpartum or who is sick or, you know, the woman who is working her butt off and can't get out of bed in the mornings because she's still so exhausted. She can't compare. 
she can't, she's, yeah, she, and she's comparing herself to this, to this woman that she's looking up to. And she's like, why, why am I this way? Why can't I do that? So I just, gosh, it like, it made me so proud just to be your friend and, and also to be following you because that was when I had just had crews and I was exhausted and you were really good at sharing like what you were doing. And I was like saving everything. Like I need to remember this because whenever I do baby number two, or if something like this hits me, I'm going to be prepared because of you, because of what you shared. Yeah. Um, but I, I, felt, I felt like I had to speak from a place of vulnerability because of the women who were coming to me privately. Mm-hmm. I thought they're not going to go search for these answers because they're still coming to me privately. So I felt like, okay, I went first let me talk about this. But I also positioned myself in a positive way as a victory story, almost like this is my becoming better. This is my uprooting of all these sick things. Because the truth was, again, I found that I was more of an anxious achiever than I've ever understood that a lot of these things that I was experiencing that kind of manifested all at once from having babies, I realized, wow, these were just tiny little achieving sick habits that all together had just robbed me of my total peace and wellness. Mm -hmm. And if I started to uproot them and realign them, I could be well again. Wow. Yeah. So, and that's what I was going to ask you next. So you mentioned these symptoms that you were having. So it started, it wasn't, they didn't happen all at once. It was one thing started happening and then another, and it wasn't until they kind of the culmination of all of them together that you started having these bouts of anxiety, right? Right. Or like these, um, like attacks, attacks, right. That's okay. So that's what started happening. And then again, what I love about what you did was instead of saying, Oh, it's just, it's just, um, postpartum depression or, you know, it's anxiety and finding a blanket solution. You took radical responsibility and you looked at your lifestyle, you looked at your diet, you looked at your mental health, everything. So what were the things that you started doing that made an impact on how you were feeling overall? Yeah. Yeah. So first was gut health and really using supplements that were going to help me feel good again and doing a lot of education on that. If you don't follow um, yet, his name is Doc Amen, like D-O-C, Dr. Amen. And he does a ton on gut and brain health. And so I was just really learning a lot and making myself, again, responsible for understanding how this body works. Um, Other thing is I really started to... um, reprioritize my priorities and reprioritize my time. So um, I started going to counseling, which I am a huge advocate for counseling. Counseling does not have to be a fix. It can absolutely be a preventative measure because y'all, there's so much that happens in our heads. Like to have someone that helps you go through that, it it was just powerful for me. So it was definitely a part of my level of care of saying, if I'm going to lead, I've got to figure myself out. Mm -hmm. So when I was there, I'll never forget, um, my counselor looked at me and she said, okay, so what would you say your top priorities are your highest values in life? And I I listed them out on a sheet of paper and I said, my faith first, family second, my health and my career. And she said, okay, now open up your calendar in what 
order are you seeing that in your life? And I literally took the piece of paper and flipped it upside down. And I was like, I give my career everything. My health, my family, my faith gets my residue. And that was shocking to me to think that that's the person I want to be, but every single day I'm making choices that are not in alignment with that. And yeah, so I've started at the uh, really kind of the end of each month, I'm looking at my next month and I go, okay, where am I time blocking? I love the book. The one thing taught me a lot about time blocking. And so I block in my quiet time. If you guys follow me on Instagram, every single morning, you see the devotions I'm reading, the things that I'm writing, I block in that quiet time, you know, because my faith is so important. You know, I have taken control and time blocked my family. Like I'm responsible for hundreds of women, um, you know, and hundreds of people as customers and clients. And I literally turn off my phone, put it on silent when I have family time, because before I was like, hold on, everybody be quiet. Like mommy's trying to do this thing. And I was robbing everybody. And it's like, gosh, stores have hours. It's okay for me to respect my time. And I was not, I, I honestly feel like I had this secret scarcity mentality that if I don't give them the best customer service by being totally available, When they need me, they won't be there. And that was just such a small mindset. It's like, absolutely, they can wait until dinner is done. Like them how to treat you. I, exactly. And guess what? Immediately people started falling in line with my new time. Like it was not like. Didn't even think twice. Didn't even Just like, okay, of course. Thanks for getting back to me when you could. So reprioritizing that, making my health a priority. um, One of the things that I know is that Truly food is one of the the best medicines, but so is exercise. Mm-hmm. And exercise was such an outlet for me. Um, even the heat that you expend when you're exercising gives you endorphins. And so um, my physical fitness has always been important to me. And unfortunately, my exhaustion was robbing me of that too. So I had to prioritize saying no, even though I don't feel like it, even though my mental brain is saying, no girl, just do a couple more emails, hustle a little bit longer. I had to start making that a priority, you know, a priority for me. Um, and then really, Allie, one of the things I, I did for this new year was learning to ask myself questions. I think a lot of times I see these achievers now that I'm working with that I'm kind of leading and mentoring them. They are so excited to achieve. They are falling in line with a plan of action before they're ever asking themselves what they really want. I and agree. Yeah, I see that too. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, what's the plan? Yes, I'll implement it. And they drive, 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 drive. Mm-hmm. And then they next deadline, they go, let me just, honey, I'll attend, I'll attend to you when this deadline is over. They drive, 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 drive. They never really ask themselves questions. And so um, one of the exercises that I, I do is I, I ask myself, how do I want to feel mm-hmm. in my creation? So how do I want to feel in my livelihood? How do I want to feel in my lifestyle? Well, I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel generous. I want to feel harmonious. I want to feel abundant. Like what's so cool is people make emotional decisions. So actually, if you can use your feelings and emotions, not as a negative thing, but as a powerful, it can guide you to create the kind of life you really want to have. So I started learning the art of asking myself questions. Um, and even taking myself through some of the fears that I was facing because 
I don't know if you've dealt with this before, Allie, but being an entrepreneur, I think a lot of our hustle comes from the fear of failure. 100%. Like, let me work as hard as I can because I will not be the girl who falls down. Yep. As long as I keep working, as long as I keep showing up, then I cannot fail. It's- and then you create this, and then it, it like it becomes this behavior, this habit, this unhealthy habit where you then fear stopping, like you then fear slowing down. And I mean, everything you're saying right now, I'm just like, darn it. <laughs> because I, I do this to myself all the time. And, and I love that we're filming this literally two days before 2020, because my intention for 2020 is to be a lot more intentional for taking care of myself. Like I know how to run a business. I know how to produce, but I'm not taking care of myself and the way that I should. And all of these things that you're going through that you have prioritized, I I can see the writing on the wall that if I don't make a change, I'm going to be, you know, maybe where you were a few months ago or a year ago, however long it was. Um, So yeah, I mean, Achievement achievement is such a beautiful thing. And I felt like kind of my gifts fit perfect in my line of work and being an entrepreneur. I'm I'm made to be a creator. It's just who I am. But any good thing, um, like kind of unregulated can be a bad thing. And I took my achievement to a far level where my husband was going, you're never home. You're always working late. Everything else is already a priority. So I was watching it affect ripple effect, all of the other things in my life where my friends were having baby showers, where I was at work conferences and just out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I rationalized like this pays my bills and this is something I need to do today so I can be somewhere tomorrow. Right. Well, guess what? I had that mindset for 12 months for 10 years. Like that's a lot of times of putting off priorities. Um, and, and so I had to realign. And so I hope that this is like a wake up call for um, other women who are driving in that position because you need to know your power is such a beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, we're doing this for our families. Like we're doing this for our life. And I actually heard um, this story the other day. It was like really powerful for me. Have you heard the boat story? The little boat fisherman story? I don't think so. Okay. So there's this guy in a little boat and he's fishing and this big boat comes beside him and he's like, Oh guy, you need to sell your little boat and buy a bigger boat and get a net instead of fishing pole. And he said, why would I do that? He's like, cause then you could get um, a lot more fish. And he said, well, okay, why would I do that? And he said, cause when you sell those fish, you could buy a bigger boat and have a team working for you, a crew working for you. And you can have this big boat, blah, 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 all these things. And he said, okay, so why would I do that? And he said, so one day you can buy a little boat and fish on the water all by yourself. Wow. And it's like, Sometimes we get so lost in this pursuit of success and achieving. And at the end of every success, we wake up to a new dream and a new deadline. And so my mission is now this like helping women to find joy in the pursuit of the big call in your life. Because guess what? If you're driven, there's no turning that off. So it's either you're suffering because you're not pursuing and not living out your real call, or you're suffering because you're pursuing too hard. And so I want to help women find gratitude, peace, harmony, and health in the pursuit of their lives, because I'm not going to be that person who wakes up with a big boat and no one to sit on it with me or wake up and want a little boat and, and not be able to have the peace 
to enjoy it with the people that I love. So that's so good, Kel. That's yeah. and it's so true. And again, it comes back to the comparison, like always looking around at what other people are doing and you know what they their highlight reel and saying, Well, why don't I have that? Well, I just need to work a little bit harder, a little bit harder. And what you're saying is we need to ask ourselves what's important. Yeah. How do we want to feel? And we can do that right now. We can build our lives and our schedules to reflect those values right now. And then that's what we are going to see reflected back to us. So before we get into how people, because you have a couple of ways that you can help people, because I know people are going to be listening to this and like dying to work with you in some way. But I wanted to ask one quick question. So, because I know people are going to be wondering, oh, well, that's easy for her to say because she has a successful business. So shifting things around in her schedule to reflect more healthy lifestyle choices is easy for Kelly because she's a success. She can do this. For somebody who's maybe in the beginning stages of their business or maybe hasn't seen the success that you have yet, what does that look like? Like realistically, how much time do you spend on work when you are fitting in time for you? She has two kids. She has a husband. You fit time in quiet time. You work out, you eat well. How much time do you spend working in addition to everything else? Yeah. So I think it's really relative to the person's life. I mean, I did this building a career while I was working a full-time job. And then I was able to make it, you know, my, my full-time job. So I understand the hustle and I mentor a lot of people in figuring that out. What I love is learning how to honor your time. I find a lot of entrepreneurs, the work, the thing they're the worst at is time management Mm -hmm. because they're constantly creating and jumping. They have FOMO. They go, I have to be here. I have to do this thing. I have to, even at night scrolling on Instagram because they're hoping they're, there's, following a rabbit hole of a new idea. So what I really help people is to help them get really great clarity and alignment first. And then we fit those things into your calendar. So Allie, if you were like, Kelly, my health is a priority. Mm -hmm. I need to work out. I say, I want to, I say, I'm going to, and then seven days of a week go by and I do not do what I say I'm going to do. So I help women just even in their calendars find, okay, well, where can we time block a few of those things? Can you work out seven days a week? No, because if you are working your side hustle to make it your main gig one day, you only have a little bit of time. So I help women find where are those high priority things showing up in their life? Because even if they just show up once or twice a week, Mm -hmm. compound effect, four weeks, every single month, 12 months a year, that's a lot of buildup rather than these like flighty jump in, jump out efforts of anything. You're not, you're never getting yourself going. And so I think it's, and also piece wise, Allie, like if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't work out as much as I want to, you feel defeated. But if you look at your calendar at a glance and go, oh man, there's a couple workouts. I've, I've scheduled them in. Chris knows I'm going to have them. You can look forward to that. Like even like date night with my husband. I might not have it every single week, but I know it's coming on Friday. So I'm willing to work Mm -hmm. really hard those other days, knowing my time for me is coming. And that could be anything. 
So it's planning ahead, making sure that you put it in the calendar period. Don't hope that it's going to happen. Don't wish, like actually put it in your schedule. And I agree with you when you know that something's coming, you know that you have to do something. You're going to be that much more intentional with the time that you do have to work in your business. And something you touched on about people being flighty and focusing on too many things, I think reading the book that you already mentioned, The One Thing, can help so many people with that. Don't you agree? I had to read it three times just to get it. If that, if that makes anybody feel better, I was just like, I don't understand. Cause I'm such a go with, I'm led by my like feelings and emotions and things like that. Um, another cool thing I do, if you follow me on Instagram, you can go to my highlight. Um, I do a dump list every Sunday night that gives me such control and power for my schedule and for my family management and for my time management, just to say, I have addressed everything. So when I show up, I show up powerfully. Mm. Um, instead of showing up and being like, dang, I wish I'd been more prepared for this conversation. It allows me to show up to my time. And I mean, the results have been crazy once I started doing that. And it clears the mental space in your head too. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. I mean, You're not carrying all the things you need to remember all the time. That makes you anxious. That makes you anxious. And what is an anxious achiever? How would you describe that? Because I know whenever, like you said, whenever you were going to to your therapist and they were saying, Hey, I think you're anxious. And you're like, no way. I think a lot of people have this idea of what it means to be anxious or to have anxiety. So what is your definition of the anxious achiever? Yeah. So an anxious achiever to me is honestly, and I hate to even identify her sometimes because I'm like, Oh, that's who I was and who I'm trying to reform myself out of. But she cares what people think. Like she is afraid to show up without perfection. Mm-hmm. It matters that people are proud of her, that she's getting affirmation. Um, she is, has major FOMO. Like she doesn't want to miss out on everything. So she's got her hand in everything. Mm-hmm. She's at multiple retreats and multiple coaches and all of these things because she's striving so hard to never be the girl who falls. She always wants to be ahead. She's afraid to rest. She's not a resting woman. She says she's resting, but she's not. Yeah. She's beating herself up because she's resting. Absolutely. Like when she's resting, she's not at peace. She's going, Oh gosh, I just wish I didn't say I was going to watch a movie with my family. I really should be organizing blank. Mm -hmm. Like she's just so go that she doesn't even know how to have peace. I'll never forget. My friend invited me to a meditation thing. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Like, what is this? And now I meditate regularly while I'm learning this skill. Um, But it's actually brought me to this whole project I have for 2020. We have to talk about this. So, okay. Talk to me about it. What is going on in 2020? Oh my gosh. So when I started talking about it, I realized, holy cow, I've, I've got some unhealthy habits that I really need to learn to have more peace in my life. I'm just a high wired girl. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the truth is I'm not, I'm not meant to not achieve. I'm not meant to sit. It's not who I am. Mm -hmm. So I realized, okay, if I'm going to take over my life, how do I want to redesign it? And so I decided I was going to take on this personal project for 2020. I want to experience a hundred different ways to experience more peace, more harmony, more health, less anxiousness, in 2020 and I've decided I'm going to document it. So I'm using a hashtag, hashtag anxious achiever and hashtag anxious achiever project. Um, you know, everybody can follow me on 
social media, but it's really going to be me literally video documenting me figuring out how to have more peace in my life and taking you guys along for the experience. So I'm going to be establishing new routines to live in more peace. I'm going to experience things like hydrotherapy and like, um, you know, needling and like different things that it's like people say this makes you less stressed. And um, I'm going to really be working on helping achievers along in the process, simplifying their lives so that they can have more power as they're showing up. Um, understanding the body. I mean, I'm like open. So if anybody wants to DM me with any of their like strategies, I am going to take the entire year to do this. And I I really believe it's going to start a social movement. I want to invite your listeners to every time they're doing something that's for their peace, for their health, for their harmony, I want them to use that hashtag. Like I want it to take over and have all these people being curious about what is an anxious achiever so that we can all really be finding that piece in the pursuit of our big call on our lives. Amazing. Okay. So hashtag anxious achiever and then hashtag anxious achiever project. You said, okay, is it going to be a hundred days or you're doing it year long? I'm going to do it for a year. I thought about doing a hundred days and it made me feel anxious. So I was like, look at that. Yeah. You just roll with the punches guys. If if it's making you feel bad, that's okay. Why is that to be a hundred days? That's so good. And then something else for, because people listening, I would say 99% have businesses and are growing businesses. You've done this. You've done this beautifully. And you have found a way that you want to help other business owners through you're doing a free Zoom masterclass on what? I'm so pumped about this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. So one of the ways um, that I am living out this real call in my life is to just work with women who want to, again, pursue that big call in their life, but they want to have harmony and health in the same time. So um, I just feel like one of the most powerful ways we can do that is when we learn how to work less and gain more. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be offering a free Zoom masterclass on mastering your message because I love communication. And I think there is power when you have belief clarity, confidence, and you speak that out, you start almost magically manifesting your dream clients and your dream partners and your dream team members to you. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to offer honestly to your listeners on December 30th, it's on a Thursday. I want to do, Oh, sorry. January 30th, January 30th. (laughs) Yes. Cause we're in the 30th. (laughs) Today. No. Um, Yeah, I would love to offer that class because it has been something that shifted um, for me and I want to offer it to um, your your listeners. Okay, so it's going to be a free masterclass um, Zoom call on mastering your message. And I agree with you so much. I think it's so easy. And this is totally like an anxious achiever thing to want to do, 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 do all the things, try and talk to all the people, keep up with all of the people that we're comparing ourselves to, but we never get clear on who are we here to help? What are we here to do? Like, why are we even here? What's our message? So I I agree with you. That's one of the very first things that I would recommend anybody getting clear on when they're trying to really take their business to the next level. Get your message down pat. And Kelly is doing this free Zoom masterclass, which I think is so generous. And um, and I know that it's going to be killer. I'm going to be there. I'm really excited about it. And people can sign up for that through the link in your bio, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's on my Instagram account now. So um, we would love to have you. 
And I'll actually, I'll post the link to both of those. Um, I'll do the, I'll link the hashtags and then also this masterclass in the show notes as well. But Kelly, this is amazing. I mean, you are just the epitome of taking control and responsibility of your life and showing up as the hero of your story, not a victim. You know, there was it's just, it's been so incredible to watch. And again, the amount of women that you're going to help just by sharing your story alone, but now you're taking it even further and sharing more of your story and coaching these women one-on-one I know is coming up in the future too. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see what you have in store for the next year, Kel. No, oh, thank you. Well, thanks for being a part of that journey with me. And I'm, I'm excited to see where 2020 takes us. So yes. I, I have a feeling I'll be back and have a lot more to say. <laughs> yep. We already have another podcast idea. So Kelly will be back for sure. And I know that everybody's going to want you to. So I'm excited, but thank you so much for being here, Kel. Yeah. And actually I would love, um, if I can just say, if you guys would use the hashtag and like take a screenshot of this episode and yes, of course, Allie and I, because I really would love to create such an awareness of this social movement for other women, because the freedom that, that I've already experienced, I want for others. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Please use the hashtag. And if this has helped you in any way, if it's given you any aha moments, let Kelly know. I know that you love having conversations and hearing those messages as do I let us both know. Um, but thank you for being here and I am excited to have you back. Thanks. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.